You are listening to Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast. Swung on, lines the deep left field. It is gone! It went! Deep right! Batista's going to wave goodbye! Start the fireworks show! This is Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast, episode 129. I am your host, Matt Lyons, and on this week's episode... Yasiel Puig fits right in with the Indians. Framil Reyes is not quite as good so far. Antonio Brown refuses to play in the NFL because of his helmet is weird. Is there something in baseball that could be the equivalent of that? Aaron Savali is special. We kind of dig into why that is. We look at players' weekend jerseys and names. And something new, we're going to review the the poll that SB Nation asked through their fan poll. Fan poll, so they're getting the general approval rating of, of Francona and the direction of the Indians. Kind of neat to see what Indians fans are thinking. Um, before we get into all that, I want to I wanna read a nice review we got on Apple Podcasts, which, by the way, you can review us there anywhere you listen to them. Just leave us a review if you want. Um, and Fulton, the other day, he left a review. It said, great stuff. The Not Sack Bunny of Podcast, five stars, which, quite frankly, is the highest praise anybody can get. If you're the equivalent of Not Sacrifice Bunning, that's you're the equivalent of the opposite of the worst thing ever, I think is what I'm getting at there. Anyway, joining me for all that and more is none other than Mr. Merritt Rolving. Merritt, how you doing? Hey, Matt, I'm good. How are you? You were going to do the Yasiel Puig thing, Merritt. I don't remember what it was. Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> I started looking at, at Ray's statistics, and then I got uh, I, I ended up somewhere else. Oh, we had a good conversation topic before, and then we forgot. Oh, but how he's the greatest really player fun. in the history of Cleveland Indians. <laughs> Is that what we were going to talk about? It might be true. It's It might be. I mean, he, he went seven for six fun. today with 19 home runs. No, he didn't do that well. <laughs> he had a hell it of a series. Like Jesus Christ, he beat the crap out of the twins he just hates the twins he should go to the yankees they would he'd really find a home there because they also hate the twins so do they really hate them or do they just not even recognize their existence you're right i think it's more of a disdain they, they feel as though having to go to minnesota to play baseball is beneath them <laughs> so they when they do play them in the playoffs they try to make it as short a time as possible so they play them in the division series every time beat them twice at home then have to go to minnesota for one game then and then you're done so that's pretty good i mean it's efficient if the indians lose to the astros this this playoff series again in terrible awful fashion this year mm-hmm. does that are we quite on the level of the twins and yankees yet or probably not no because only because the astros are the astros are something more right like the, i don't know i don't think it matters if they're more or not if they keep the, the astros whooping are just ass so, like that but they whoop everyone's ass like that i mean <laughs> generally true. you know that yes they, they really well some of those yankees teams that's true that's true, but, but it, it seems like even when they're not that good, they end up beating the hell out of the uh, the Twins. So I don't That's know. True. It just yeah. feel, feels it's, like it's a fun little thing, you know. It, in the late, later later half of last decade, it was just just a general woodshedding, basically. Whenever <laughs> when, whenever those, whenever those poor came, Twins came to the plate and just know. got annihilated every single time, right? You know, kind of like what happened in on Saturday night up in uh, Baltimore. Oh God! All right, Merritt, we talked long enough. Oh God. <laughs> Meatball. It sneaks up on you, I'm telling you. Right. Um, so I'm going to do mine first. I liked, I liked the ones I got this week. It doesn't always happen, but this week I got some good ones. My first one, I can't remember who said it on Twitter, but somebody asked like why everybody's talking about June 4th as like the day that they arbitrarily pick stats. is because basically that's when the Indians were at their lowest, and now they're, they're not quite at their lowest. As we record this, the division is tied. They took three of four from Minnesota in Minnesota, so that was a really good series. Technically, AL Central leaders, that's all I want. That's all I need. Um, but since June 5th, which is the day after they were at their lowest point when they started to make the comeback, I mean, the Indians are doing it with every single aspect of the game. I don't know if it's too early to call them the most complete team in baseball, but over the last month or so, they've, I mean, it's defense, it's pitching, it's bullpen, other than Brad hit a couple of times, it's speed on the bases. And in that time, one thing that really sticks out is just their general plate approach. 
Um, they're second in team contact percentage in that span, 80%, um, which is only 0.5 behind the AL leading Rastros. Everybody else is quite a bit behind. They're first at swinging in the zone, and they're the fourth lowest at swinging out of the zone. So they're being selective way more than they were earlier in the season. They're making really good contact, and it's resulted in the fifth best war or the fifth fifth best WOBA in the AL in that span at 341. And they're also the least strikeouts in the AL at 19.5%. So, I mean, we're all kind of focused on like how good and surprising these pitches are. We're going to talk about them more, but it's also worth noting that the offense just on its own has been, it's, I don't know what's changed. Is, has, does Tyvan Berkeley exist now? I don't know what it is, but their approach to the play has gotten so much better over this little span. I'd assume part of that is just Jose Ramirez coming back to life. And I guess even recently it's Yasiel Puig helping out and, I don't know. It's just really fun to watch that this this team in the last couple months. No, it's it's it's, it's quite impressive the run they've been on. I mean, I, I know we've said it before, and we'll probably say it again. We're used to this at this point. You know, the calendar flips to June or July, and then the Indians just go on an insane, like an insane run of some kind. I know um, a couple weeks back, you know, people were posting about how this was. You know, we were approaching like the best record at a certain point uh, by the Indians in a long, long time, and and you know the way we. Uh, when looking at the season, it was a, a total mess, basically. And we're like, this is terrible. But if really what they were doing was just performing way better than they have in 2016, 2017, 2018. All seasons where they were, again, a very good team and then just, just mashed the gas and, you know, won 14 straight or 22 straight or what have you. And it really helped out. But Yeah. Yeah. All right, what's your first meatball? On Sunday, Greg Allen went two for five, uh, hit a home run. On Saturday, the 10th, yes. Greg Allen went uh, one for three with a double and a walk on Friday. He went two for four, scored a run. Uh, before that, on August 7th in game two, he went two for three. Uh, this is all a long way of saying Greg Allen, I think, is way better than we anyone, really, I think, gives him credit for. it. So much so, in fact, that, Matt, I discovered the strangest thing in his batting splits. And let me read some things off to you. Uh, these are all by-the-month um, WRC pluses that he's posted. Uh March and April, negative 21. Not great. Could uh, be better. May, 117. June, 113. July, 125. August, 138. I, it's just, it's so, <laughs> but, but what's also weird about that is in the first half overall, he posted a 69 WRC plus. In the second half, 95. It's one of those things where just the collection of numbers in small segments don't add up in the larger segment. You know what I mean? Because it's just... I don't know. I just thought it was a very weird, quirky little thing where in most of the months he's played. Now, and granted, we're talking about some months where he's played, you know, he had two games in June. He had 17 in July. He had six in May. He had, and then um, March and April is the biggest one. That's before July where he had uh, 42 plate appearances, which is, again, his second most in any single month. And he was very terrible. But it's just he's been so good. And this is all a long roundabout way of saying I think he should play every day. I think he may be the second best outfielder on the team at this point and where do you put him every day just in place of nick one well, I, yeah, right? I i i guess so i i think that has to be the answer i know we've all enjoyed uh uh tyler Naquin's kind of streak here lately but we all know that's not real right like we, <laughs> we, we all we we're all we've all been around tyler Naquin for quite a while now right we, we know that it was he's all a streaky going, header he, yeah there's no you can't deny that it's right, going to go yeah. away eventually. I mean, yeah. even, you know, you look in the last 14 days and his OPS is 375. So it's things are cooling off for him uh, a little bit. Yeah, and especially if Luplo's injured, you'd get Greg Allen there every day instead of having to platoon him is a big deal. Right, exactly. And, and, and which is not to say that, you know, I mean, Allen isn't a great um, hitter from both sides, but he's a switch hitter and he's at least, I mean, 
it works, I guess. It's the sample sizes are so small that it's hard to say anything about it. It's a 97 WRC plus from uh, batting uh, left and 25 batting right. But again, we're talking about plate appearances totaling what nine, what, 30 and 109, not in that order. 109 against uh, righties and 32 against uh, lefties. I think, I mean, intentional or not, you kind of pointed out some of the the problems with like chopping up stats is yes. that you can look oh, at these things sure. and they turn out however you can chop up whatever you want, however you want to look. But Greg Allen's happened to lay nicely in months where he's been super hot between certain months. So it's well, but, and that's the thing though. Every single month he has been a positive hitter except for April and uh, March and April. Um, all right. So my next one or last one um, is just sort of like a general stat thing again. Um, it's, it's WPA win probability added quite frankly. I don't think it, I don't think it gets enough love for what it is. Like we always focus on people who talk about stats is always about finding the ones that you can use to project and sort of try to look into the future. But not every stat has to be that. They can, you can do better than RBIs as far as looking at like the story of a game and what happens. But that's like what WPA is, is really good at. You can look, if for people who don't know, it's what it is. Like most stats, you're trying to strip out as much context as possible. You want to see like this player did this and you want to know how well you can do it in any situation. But WPA is the exact opposite. It's telling you, what players did in the context of the moment. And Michael Bode tweeted out a, a list of the, the Indians leaders in WPA, which I thought was really neat to see. Um, so it's not, you're never going to look at it and say like this player is being, has a high WPA. So it's going to be good going forward. It's just a way to like take a snapshot of how the seasons look like. So Brad hand had a ridiculous minus 0.402 win probability added when he Very gave good. up um, a double, which so Marvin, Marvin Gonzalez's double in the ninth was plus 267, 0.267. Because um, there were men on first and second with one out. So that was a huge does hit. Mean, it was the bottom of the ninth. Does that mean a quarter of a win? Like 0. 0.267? Is that 0. 0.267% of a win? I don't think it's percent. It's something. Well, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, sort of. Parts of a win? Not percent. But you know I guess what I mean? it would, yeah. Tenths of a win or whatever? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're adding that much. Okay. Because I don't think I Brad... You. I guess that makes sense, too, because Brad <laughs> took away half their chance to win. But, <laughs> but even, like, Carlos Santana was only a positive 0. .150, and that's because of basically the context of when it was. It was in the top mm-hmm. of the inning. It was a grand slam, which was more than Marwan Gonzalez got. It gave the Indians a huge lead, but it wasn't the bottom of the inning, so they weren't... It didn't increase their win expectancy quite as much as giving the team another shot. So it's just kind of a neat way to look at that thing, and I think not enough people look at WPA just as... Or they just shrug it off as nothing. And also, baseball savant is kind of cool. They have it. You can see in their oh, um, scorecards yeah. now. Yeah, you can see those individual ones. And I just think in general, when we're talking about stats, we need to get back to. I mean, I like the advanced stats, of course, and I like using those things in more deeper writing and looking into things. But it's also fun just to look at like, hey, this guy was helped out his team this much in this very specific context situation. Doesn't make it a bad stat. And it's also why well, I think. RBI are useless, but as as far as most things, but you can sort of look and see like this guy has hit this well when players have been in scoring position and he's done this, he's hit a lot of runs. And so there's just a lot of ways we can use more stats than just the ones that are like WRC plus, which you use a lot more and all this stuff that are fun. But like these storytelling stats, I want to get more love than they get. All right, folks, you heard it here first. The editor, let's go try to a mandate. More, more WPA. More ribbies. <laughs> and more photos of that damn Spider-Man. Um, I don't really have anything to add to that. That's a very interesting, and it is fun. I love those little graphs, especially right. you look at the little graph from um, today's game, Sunday's game, because because it's, it's like, ooh, we're all real hot. It's, Boom. Yeah. it's just, it's just like, uh-oh, it's Black Tuesday, 1929. Uh-oh, here we go. And then it just bounces right back up. It's yeah. 
it is very interesting to see. It's it's um I hate those graphs sometimes because I I know how probability works, man. I know <laughs> how it works, but I look at it at the same time. I go, no, they've lost the game. It's as good as over. I know what's happening. I know it's not likely that I win the, the you know the lottery, but I still buy a ticket. All right, Matt. What's your next one or last one? So Miguel Sano is pretty good, right? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, all right, he got one hit this series. One. Loser. That's pretty impressive, right? You know, he only put the ball into play six times in the entire <laughs> series. That's the entirety of my meatball. I just, I, I found that. Today. I, was, I was like, oh, just wanted shit. to shit on Miguel Sano. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, all right. So he put the ball into play three times. Three of those were over ninety-four miles an hour, and two of them were over a hundred miles an hour. So he still pissed on the ball when he did make contact, but. I just think it's amazing that they were able to just throttle him up so much. He's, I mean, Miguelson is great. He's a lot of fun to watch. He's just a big moose of a man who uh, is flawed in his own special way and is, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like him a lot. It's just he has to be on the team that is who who they are. And he uh, also hits the ball very hard. Yeah, I think you can also just say the Indians have good pitchers, like full stop. It's been really right. fun watching Twins fans panic because <laughs> they're seeing how good the Indians pitchers are compared to theirs. And it makes you feel all warm is, and fuzzy inside. It is a stark difference, by the way. It really is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, just, wow. <laughs> Even Adam Plutko just out, not out duel, but just stand up firm against what is supposed to be just an absolute absurd offense. An offense that, uh, where do they rank in absolutely everything? Like, they're top three in most things. They're what? They're first in home runs. They're second in, or fourth in batting average, fourth in on base, first in slugging. I mean, as a as a team, they're hitting 271, 337, 500, which would be the third best hitter on the Indians right now. If you, if you, you know, don't count uh, Yasiel Puig because he's new. And then the Indians just, just, just bottled him right up. I, I think, obviously, the injury to uh, Nelson Cruz didn't help, help very much at all. But them able to just stop Miguel Sano from having any impact, really, at all. Who was that new guy? I mean, he's not new, but Luis, how do you uh, say his name? Arias? I don't, uh, yes. He is he going to be a pain in the ass for so many years. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not looking forward to that. He's a, I don't think I'm that worried about Miguel Sano. He seems like a guy you can beat pretty effectively, but... This guy seems really good. I mean, he's he's still their best. You know, if you go by many metrics, he's still their best hitter outside of Nelson Cruz right now. Not by a huge amount. And Mitch Garver actually is probably better. But yeah, Luis Arias is going to be a, uh, a problem. Is the word. A problem for the <laughs> Indians uh, for an extended period of time. Uh, I don't know. If it, I, I, I'm worried. I'm worried that it'll be more of like a, uh, a Joe Maurer type of constantly getting those goddamn ground ball singles. No, that's Max <laughs> Kepler. That's who's the annoying new Joe Maurer. Uh, Max Kepler has 32 home runs. Let's just, let's just well, uh, stop that Joe Maurer with that. power. There he is. He finally showed up. <laughs> Not Matt Wieters. It's Max it Kepler. It took a while, but there he is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I, I, I think that them having Marlon Gonzalez fills out that frustrating singles and frustrating base <laughs> hit role because he's not even very good. But it's no. just always, I swear, him him in my eyes is a 400 hitter. It's that royal slappy bullshit that they do and it's obnoxious. Hey, man, that was Meatball. We got to cancel this section. <laughs> so our first, it's not really a news story we'll do first, but I just want to talk about Yasiel Puig. This man's really fun. On Sunday, he hit his first home run as an Indian, 107 miles per hour, not even as hard as hit as an Indian. <laughs> really he went 400, that one. 
Mm. <laughs> Went 455 feet, the second longest Indians home run the season behind Bobby Bradley. He's on all kinds of fun stuff. There was he finger wagged when he hit a double. He waved to the batter after they threw away. Um, that was the best thing he'd ever done. <laughs> they they tried to throw the ball to first, and then he slid it to third, and then kissed it or blew a kiss to his teammates in the dugout. I, no, I think my favorite thing actually is for no reason before a pitch, Yasiel Puig is just standing there ready for the pitch, swings his bat around like a lightsaber. There's no context, no reason to do it, but he just swings it around in a circle, and it's the greatest thing We'd all thing do ever. that. We would all do the exact same thing, <laughs> wouldn't we? We've all done that, haven't we? <laughs> we anything we you get like that's weighted like that, you're going to do it. You're going to oh, swing yeah, you gotta, it. Make a noise with it, maybe? Yeah, no, it's... Uh... And the Indians tweeted, um, it was just like one of those no one colon blank, and then Yasiel Puig colon. <laughs> Spin the wow. back there. That was perfect, yeah. Um, but yeah, Yasiel freaking Puig, man. Is, is, he says he's not even locked in yet. He said he's still just focused on the essentials or something like that, that he's going to get better, apparently. I mean, if, if this uh, is how he plays now, sign this man forever. Yeah, he's got a 1,000 OPS with the Indians so far. So get better, baby. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> yeah, let's keep on cooking. Now, do you think, is there any chance the Indians sign him? That's the no. thing that's growing. <laughs> I've been thinking about that for <laughs> a while. Let me get out the context <laughs> of it. Just no. I mean, I want it so badly, dude. <laughs> I really I think do. Every every single fan's like, maybe, just you know. I mean, I mean, you're absolutely on. punting on Lindor at that point, right? Like, there's no way you'd get both. Well, he'd be 29. Well, in I don't four know. or five years, maybe three, three, four. I was thinking, yeah, like a three-year deal for 20 million. I mean, depending <laughs> how he plays going on the stretch, though, at into the playoffs, he's going to get a ton of money. Oh, without a doubt, that's the thing. I mean, he's going to get. You'll be made rich by somebody, whether a bonehead or a, or a smart team. Who knows? I don't know. He'll he'll reveal something. But yeah, no, I really want him. But I, I did just finish saying all that stuff about Greg Allen. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> having um, having Yasiel Puig on the team really um, gets in the way of the, of the Greg Allen idea I had earlier. Yasiel Puig is getting in the way of Greg Allen year to year. It's <laughs> Listen, Greg Allen is inexpensive and he's good. And shut up. It's my third point. <laughs> Yeah, I want Yasiel Puig. And the, the big thing I noticed, like, I know there's a lot of pointless, bad criticism about Yasiel Puig, but he does in the past in the Dodgers. He kind of didn't run out some balls, whatever. He didn't do it. But it seems like every single hit, he's sprinting down the line. And I feel like it's got him more than one hit. It's just how hard he runs on every little time he makes contact. I mean, this must be contract year Puig, and I love it. Let's let's keep it going. Yeah, you know? He's doing the one-year contract thing and just keep going and jacking up how good he is. So, And then the other part of this conversation is of course Fran Reyes looks terrible but he'll be better. yeah well yeah right? whatever he'll, he'll figure it out really? How, really? I did love I hope I, I did love when he was when he was not in the lineup the the night after getting his yeah you know his <laughs> congrats the, the, go sit down you yeah, got a double, double yeah. that was going to let him relax and really play the game the way he wanted yeah I'll bench him oh all right. <laughs> now they can sit and stew on the rest of his failures <laughs> that'll be good I don't know the thought process behind that at all I don't Maybe he was tired. I don't know. Maybe it was a scheduled <laughs> day off anyway. Like that's the only thing I could think. But what the hell? Just play him. Shit. That was my <laughs> that was my entire thought process behind it. Yeah. Yeah. There was and, and between those two, like I know the rule is good that you shouldn't blow up a catcher, but how much would you pay to watch Yasiel Puig just destroy oh, yeah. somebody? Obviously, obviously we all want to see these things, <laughs> Matt. That's why we stop and watch car accidents or compilations of trains crashing on the on the internet i feel like Come reyes on. would run him over but puig would probably get him in the air like he would <laughs> there would there would be a, there, there would be some elevation there would be yeah no it's, i mean to I, be clear again we don't want any of this we don't it's want just, any violence no we don't want an injury so we don't want to see it we just want to see which is, it. you wonder you know you the the, the the morbid quiet thoughts you know like uh, like when you're driving down the road you think to yourself what if i did drive off this uh, <laughs> embankment 
Now, would Puig absolutely blow somebody up and then finger wag at him as he's walking away? That's what I want to know. I think he might. Just give him the old, uh, the old Mutumbo. No, 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 not today. Jesus, that'd be cold hearted. I love that. Uh, all right. So, um, this next one should be near and dear to your heart, Merritt, as, as a weird. Okay, Matt, I have a new fan? idea. I've decided no, I, like... I, I decided I, I hate Aaron Savali. Anyway, go on to what you were going to say. So, Antonio Brown. Um, oh, never mind. We're not doing that part yet. Never mind. We'll get okay. there. Hold on. <laughs> the near and dear one to your heart is your weird Oakland Raiders fandom. And it's, Antonio it's Brown. They're who, like winners and not the Browns. <laughs> who refuse. I get. Well, we're going to get so many more bad reviews, Mayor. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that Merritt guy. <laughs> I just lost the entirety of our listener base. That's it. Gone. <laughs> Uh, Antonio Brown, the, 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 of course, the NFL tested all these new helmets. They have new ones you have to wear, and Browns is not one of the new ones. So he refuses to play and um, go to training camp and I Good guess brand. preseason now. So I kind of thought, like, what is, just because it's a big story and we can kind of drift it over into baseball, is there an equivalent you could think of in baseball that would get to this point? I feel like baseball is pretty good about, because there's no weird face mask thing. I guess if somebody really didn't want to wear the ear flaps, but are those even mandatory? I don't remember. Not really, no. Uh, so no. they're... This brought to mind a thing that happened an indeterminate amount of time ago. I, I This is such a vague memory that I have. But uh, one time, at some point, it's got to be since 2009, obviously. Uh, but when Joe Girardi was the manager of the Tampa Bay... Uh, I'm sorry, Tampa Bay, Jesus Christ. Manager of the Yankees. Uh, he stopped the game because some player on the Rays had a bat that... Um, you know, normally the baseball bat has like the curved top, you know, and it's kind of beveled in, in the middle there. You know what I'm talking about? I do, yeah. They just didn't have that divot in there? It, it was just, no, it was cut. It was just, <laughs> it was flat. The bat just went up and then stopped. It was a flat thing. And he stopped the game and made them like investigate the bat. And it was perfectly legal. But it was just this weird, I don't know. It just, it, that's what came to mind. And I think that is what would be a big sticking point. The issue being, of course, you wouldn't be able to have the, you know, the star power of an Antonio Brown behind a, say a, I guess what it would be, would be like if um, Shohei Otani loved a certain bet, right? Yeah. And, uh, oh, wait a minute. No, we've seen this already. What am I talking about? Glove. Remember when Mike Clevenger couldn't oh, use right, that glove yeah. anymore? Yeah. Um, what was that last year? I think I the, guess right? it, was, it was colored weird or something. They said it yeah, messed exactly. with the batters. Yeah. That, that, that would be it. I suppose if it was his glove that was, you know, he'd been using since forever or whatever. But I, the other idea would be a bat. Like say Shohei Otani had been using the same bat in uh, the NPB, you know, first entire career, but it turns out that it's too narrow or not not heavy enough or what have you by whatever amount he's like i'll I'll burn it down i'm using this bat only so yeah i guess if like they determine that somehow x bats are dangerous like if they increase something they're not supposed to that's what a lot of people use that's right yeah that's like if they ban those for some reason that's something that a lot of people are gonna i don't know why they would but that's the the equivalent i can think of yeah maybe the bottom of it doesn't protect the hand enough or something yeah i don't know Maybe that's causing too many bats to fly into the into the. Uh, yeah, if it causes you to lose crowd. grip more, that'd be a real thing. If they there you go, that's I imagine it doesn't happen enough. Yeah, yeah or if they it, banned um, the oven mitt for when you're running. Oh, that's a perfect. All of one, the Indians actually. would just riot. H- half of baseball would be furious. <laughs> now, did uh, Rajai Davis start that, or was he close to the beginning? Because I don't remember that before. He was. I think I mean, he started on the Indians at least, right? Yeah, definitely on the Indians. I, it was a thing I'd started to see probably that year. I think probably twenty sixteen was the first time that it started really leaking into into baseball. But like, if 
I can you could determine that. that's cheating almost because you're well, not afraid to put a body part out there that you would be otherwise. And you're extending the size of your hand. Right. Like if you're, oh, that's if, true. How big can you, you know, make that thing? Can you right? have the Arby's exactly. mitt? Exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, look at hockey. That that was a whole thing. You know, with the pads, like they were getting uh, the goalie pads were getting absurdly sized. You could be basically just a fat, fat man and fill the whole goal. Holy shit, Merrick! What can they? This is a thing. Is anybody listening? If you don't, if you don't work for the Indians, turn this off right now. If you work for the Indians. Get really long mitts, like really. <laughs> They're just like three feet long. Just, <laughs> just get like so you look like Voldo from Soul Calibur. You just got two of them, and you run to the base and you dive around them. <laughs> oh boy, the Indian stolen base rates are really gone up. Damn. <laughs> no, there's got to be a rule, right? You can't have such. There must be something. There's got to be something, because otherwise they would just wear their baseball glove. What if nobody Everyone's thought just, about that? Yeah. I'm just wearing an outfit of like. You know what? Sometimes, man, it takes an outsider to change the way people look at things. So <laughs> we're gonna be the new money ball. We'll just call it big glove, <laughs> money glove. <laughs> the other thing I was thinking, and this is half a shot at the Astros, but what if a combination? Uh, they banned a combination of rosin and spray on uh, what do you call that stuff? Uh, sunscreen. There you go. What if they ban uh, the stuff that's already supposed to be banned? You mean? Yeah, exactly. What if they actively <laughs> banned that stuff? <laughs> The Astros would be screwed, in other words. Well, what, because what else could be banned? There's bats, there's gloves, there's... Shoot. I guess they could change something about your cleats, I guess, but I don't think they do that. Could, I mean, obviously, rocket cleats is the obvious answer, but... Um, <laughs> something about the pitcher's glove. I, we already mentioned the thing with... Uh, yeah, the color Clevenger, of the glove. I suppose. Maybe size of... Uh, Mandated all gloves are the same size? <laughs> they want to be really weird about it? Well, because I know that like, infielder gloves are smaller than outfielder gloves, but what if an infielder started wearing an outfielder glove and just, just for range reasons? Would, would that be helpful? Probably not, huh? <laughs> just some weirdos trying it anyway. Yeah, I don't He's know. He's got this huge five-foot-long glove. <laughs> Here, we're at this again, Merritt. How big of a glove can you have? How big, can you? <laughs> what is the rule behind glove? Well, I don't know even. is I'm, I'm Googling that right now. Glove Glove big, question mark? Rules. <laughs> MLB glove size rules. It's a question everyone's asking. It's a que- <laughs> okay, there are rules. Okay. Oh, damn it. Damn, damn, damn. Yeah, a catcher must, may wear a mitt no more than 30 inches in circumference Shit. or 18 and a half inches from top to bottom. That's probably the same for the oven mitt then, too. Every player to the catcher in the first base and restricts the use of a glove that is no more than 13 inches long or 7.7 or 7.75 inches wide. Interesting. So how can that or fall into this? You just have a uh, long-ass glove, I guess? we got to find a loop. No, it's fine. It's 7.5. It says or, so it can be 900 feet long. It's fine. <laughs> now, hear me out, Merritt. Can you have two gloves if you wanted to? What if you want to cover <laughs> MLB. What if you really wanted to pee all over the place and covering everything with two nine foot gloves? Two and... gloves? <laughs> Question mark? Question mark? It's rare to see a pro player wear two gl- golf gloves in the left. Okay, this nope, is golf. That's golf. Where okay. uh, wearing golf gloves with hands might be the get in the hole. Could it feel with gloves on? Here we go. Finally. Good questions. <laughs> Each fielder other than the catcher may wear a glove. It says glove, not gloves. Oh, However, right. May wear a glove, Merritt. Can you not However, wear a glove? Can you just be padded and knock them all down? says, on his shoe. <laughs> when it was obvious that it meant shoe or shoes. So, Matt, if you got a good enough lawyer, yes. <laughs> there we go. That's And we're, this is the podcast declaring we will represent you in a court of law over your Yes. Clubs. My brother's a lawyer. It's tax law, but still, it's fine. <laughs> Same thing. So something else actually probably close to your heart is uh, someone named Aaron Savali. I'm going to let you take it away because this is about something that you wrote basically. But I want also to put it out there before the podcast that you also said Aaron Savali is going to be better than Shane Bieber. Okay, go ahead, Merritt. 
Wait, what? Oh no, I've been put on blast. Oh god. Well, first of all, his ERA is lower, so checkmate. Shane there we go. Take that, Bieber. No, but he is, he's is super Justin. impressive so far, and he's got the spin rate going. You wrote about this, and then they sort of mentioned that there was. I'm not saying the Indians read your article and then made a decision based off of it, but I'm not not saying that. Because before the game, they said they're telling him to throw more high fastball. And if you have a high spin rate, you throw more fastballs. You wrote about spin rate. Well, the the point of throwing... Okay, so those who didn't read my article, obviously, the, the high spin rate fastball, um, it drops less than a normal fastball, but your brain can't tell that. If you ever watch the documentary Fastball, and I recommend it for everyone, I thought it was truly fantastic. I talk about this, and that's why uh, Justin Verlander throws a uh, high fastball so much, because the human brain expects the ball to move in a certain way, but when it doesn't, you miss it by just a little bit. That's why uh, Savali, I think it's so many, he gets a lot, he got a lot of weak fly balls today against the, uh, against a very good high fastball hitting team in the, uh, in the twins. So it's a value thing to him. I suppose. Spin rate by itself is, is nothing basically is, is really like uh, there was a great article on fan graphs that I mentioned in the article last week about Aaron Sanchez and why the, um, Astros wanted him so badly was he has not just a good spin a lot of spin rate he has a lot of useful spin I guess uh, I don't know I mean uh, according to the, the the same stats that the that baseball savant has uh, that I put put Savali against it he doesn't have as much quote unquote useful spin rate for his fastball or his cutter but then I looked at the same thing and neither did uh, Corey Kluber and neither did uh, uh, Trevor Bauer and I think they both have good uh, cutters so I don't know if it's a sample size thing yet or whatever but. Suffice to say, like you mentioned, they they did want him to throw more high fastballs, and it works even without the velocity. It's very neat, and the the reason I was saying I think he could be better than uh, Shane Bieber is I think he I think he has I think he has the the, the raw material to be something better. He uh, had better control than Shane Bieber in the minors, and he like I said, the raw material is there for stuff to be much more nasty. I'd like a little more velocity out of him, but as we've seen from uh, Mike Clevenger, that is possible to gain. And I'd like to see more of a breaking ball than just him throwing. I mean, if you look at his pitch chart from Sunday, he threw basically a million cutters or sinkers only. And it's just, it's a hilarious combo because it's like the ball is going to go left or right or left or right or left or right. What am I going to do? Oh, oh, change up. Gotcha, bitch. And then that's, and that's, um, that's how he did this past Sunday. Yeah, and I, I do agree that he has the potential for nastier stuff than Bieber. But, like, Bieber in his last start, man, his stuff was moving more than I've oh, ever well, seen. Oh, he's, he's incredible now. He is he is actualizing. And that's 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 the fact there. You know, it's we're talking about a guy who, yes, they were drafted at the same time. They're basically the same. They're, I think Shane Bieber's actually younger by a couple of days. Um, Shane Bieber is 24 and 72 days. Uh, Aaron Savali is 24 and 60 days. So he's actually just a bit younger, but he's also, Bieber's also had the benefit of being up in the majors and understanding what does and does not work and growing within the franchise. A little yeah, bit and Savali will get there relatively right. soon, I assume. <laughs> so one would hope at least. Yeah. God, I, just think of it. It's going to be Savali, Bieber and Clevenger for so long. And, and that's what I was talking with, um, someone today just about, uh, window for the Indians, you know, and just like what that looks like and how it's going to close soon and stuff. And obviously the, the, the uh, uh, Lindor thing looms large and uh, Kluber is going to be gone soonish, probably. And they got rid of Bauer, obviously, but maybe not, man. M- maybe they figure something out with this pitching thing, or at least in the near term. Uh, and if Clevenger maintains what he is and obviously Bieber, it looks great. And 
I have a lot of hope in Savali, obviously. If this turns into something, then we have a guys who could be continue to be great. Um, how much of you know Bieber being great now it has to do with him being around Trevor Bauer now that he's gone? Will that help? Will it bleed over at all? I don't know. I don't know. Um, we we don't know as much about the 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 operations of the you know the front office and the and you know the the mechanics behind the scenes type of guys of the Indians that we do is say the Astros because no one wrote a book about them. But it seems like they do something good with pitchers and Savali having these raw materials and the great control. I think there's something something to be said about him turning into something resembling a top three starter for a playoff. I like what you said that the the mind thinks it's going to drop more. Can you train yourself out of that? I wonder. Like, is there just David? So I was um someone some writer. I was oh uh, you know Saris. I follow him. He was on Twitter talking. He was talking to someone on the Reds. I'm assuming it was probably. Uh, Joey Votto or someone but if you're facing the way this guy put it was if you're facing a high spin rate fastball guy typically you want to aim for you know the middle of the ball or maybe just barely below it the goal should be to try and hit the top of the ball I believe let's see because because then it won't drop like aim for the top of the ball because then you won't then you'll square up basically which is an insane thing to do because the ball is moving 96 miles an hour and spinning at 2,600 RPM or whatever. And you're aiming uh, at like, what is that, a, a, an inch maybe higher or lower and that, that right, works? Right, exactly. Like, like that's, a, you know, you, you, you remember you think about these baseball players, they um they have like 2010 vision or whatever it is. Like they're, they're just, they're superhuman and being able to just make that small, adju- that, that huge adjustment in such a, in a, a minute space basically is incredible, truly incredible to me. Hey Merrick, close your eyes. I want these next words to wash over you for a minute. I want them to... To be in your soul, and then we will discuss. Meatballs. Plaw dog. <laughs> that is Kevin Pawecki's, um player weekend make any name. Sense. It doesn't make <laughs> it's any <the> sense. Best. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's um isn't there a lot? What is I don't know, plaw dog. It's just good. Um earlier this week the Indians revealed, along with everybody else, their their players' nicknames, their players' weekend nicknames, and these really stupid monochromatic jerseys. It's either your black or white jerseys, that's it. They said the point was to so players' custom equipment could stand out more, but I guess that's dumb. I like the the ones that were bright and fun, but um, so we got some good names out of it. We got Plaw Dog, which it's it sounds dirty to say, but it's it's good. Yeah. Um, of course, Fran Mil Reyes is La Mole. Um, Carlos Santana is Slam Tana. Are you sure it's not, sure it's not La, Mole? La Mole? Yeah, I know. As, okay, as I was okay. saying that, I was like, "Don't screw this up!" Oh, you screwed it up. It's La Mole. Um, Hunter Wood is Woody. Great. Um, Love it. There's another good one. Francisco okay. Lindor is smiley face emoji, Mr. Smiley. Smiley face emoji. Okay. We all know what the best one is, right? And the best one is obviously Sim Brad Dog Hand. Millionaire. Oh, okay. Oh, Brad Hand. Brad <laughs> What's Brad I just, Hand? I can't it's, find it, it says it's bro. Oh, bro. And, then, and then the little, like, ha- I'm assuming the little hang loose uh, emoji. <laughs> but I was hoping it would be just the, like, the hang loose emoji because that would be the best thing. <laughs> I still like his the most, though. I, it's just so stupid. And I'm like, bro, all right. I mean, I have I have projected a lot of weird things onto, onto Brad Hand, namely the, 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 the dead-eyed soullessness of a shark. But <laughs> <laughs> him being this, this bro-ass dude is, is the most hilarious thing about it all, too. All right. There's also Tyler Naquin is Billy. I don't – is that – I don't – he should have been I Snarf, but I don't know what Billy I, is. I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Uh, I don't know. It's ridiculous. I don't know. And then who um, was Billy? Who was Billy? <laughs> Billy Madison? I don't know. 
He, he just, I don't know, is it like a, a Billy Bob thing? Because he hunts a lot and he seems like a real country guy. I don't know what he's going for. Uh, Shane Bieber is not Justin, obviously. Oh, yeah. That's all he posts on Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, God, it's I have such thing. a, again, a man who I just, I, I, have, <laughs> I know nothing about him. And that's, do I project, You're projecting so. onto him, yeah. Mike Freeman yeah. is Waldo, which is amazing. Because he just blends in because he's generic. Yeah. <laughs> that's very good. Who is that guy? <laughs> you just lose him. Okay, what does this mean? See, some like the Spanish ones, like, what do you, what do you mean by that? El Paisa. <laughs> I still Friend. wish that was it a couple years ago or last year that um, Rich Hill wanted to be Dick Mountain, but they wouldn't let him do it. That's, that's no fun. That's know, right? perfect. That's exactly what he is. It's it's his name for God's sake. Zach Plesak is sack. I don't know if. Oh, cool. Albert Perez is money. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so you know, obviously, Yasuo Puig is wild horse, right? Which is great. Uh, I was I was listening to the game on the on the, the radio the other day and and um, Hamilton has been calling him Wild Stallion and I was just like Wild Stallions I, I I don't know if he had just seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure or something like that but it was it was the best and so from the, from now on he's just been Wild Stallion in my head I'm like yeah baby was he messing it up or he's just giving yes, him his own twist he was, on it, was he he was messing it up 150 percent yes. <laughs> The crazy animal is what they call him. Yeah. <laughs> the, the wacky uh, quadruped. There he goes. <laughs> the <folks>. big old centaur. Jason <laughs> <laughs> Kimness is dirtbag. That's a good one. I like that. I never Jason. liked dirtbag, and I never will. Yeah. Also, Ox, Oscar Mercado not being ox cart is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a damn shit. Which is my personal nickname. All right. So. The two I'm, I'm sad on having because the things I call them in my head are Oxcart and then obviously Carlos Santana being be, being Black Magic Woman because of the Carlos Santana song. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh you should just have like some Carlos Santana song. That'd be so good. Be or not the musician, like how Shane Bieber is not Justin. That'd be pretty good. Or, I mean, smooth. They can't take smooth, I suppose. At best, Carlos Santana songs. I mean... I mean, black magic woman is pretty good if his nickname was everybody's everything it would be the <laughs> most obvious thing because he really is every indians fans everything he is perfectly you know that i love you um smooth uh, maria maria the game of love corazon corazon espinada that's a pretty good one yeah that one actually but uh, gypsy queen that doesn't even make any sense <laughs> Anyway, I've, I've been calling him Black Magic Women in my head for, for five years now. And I just wish it would show on a jersey one day. Anyway, let's finish up. Um, I don't know if we'll make this a whole segment or not. I kind of want to leave it up to you and anybody who manages to listen this far. Um, I think this thing is cool. It's it's a, a poll thing that SB Nation does. They call it Fan Pulse. It was just like the NFL blogs last year. And I was like, I want those. But then they did them for everybody now. So baseball has them too. It's just kind of like they send out early in the week. And you can vote on different questions. You, there's always like confidence in your team and manager approval rating. And then sometimes there's other ones thrown in. Like recently it was, um, how did your team do at the deadline? Or are you happy with how they did at the deadline? Um, so it's just stuff like that that shows up. I think it's kind of neat that seeing these, who knows what this is actually worth? Probably nothing. The sample size is probably small, especially for some blogs. Um, but for the Indians, it's kind of neat. You see their, their confidence rising. And this week especially was fun to see because, it, of course, it happened right after the deadline. So teams like the Indians, they're still pretty confident for the the fan polls poll. It was, let me see where it is. Last week, it was 82%. And then this week, or I guess two weeks ago, it was 82%. Last week, it was 91%. Because obviously, it was a big bump because, good Lord, they made a good trade. And then um, 
so that the, what the, what SB Nation does is they send us everybody's numbers basically. They just send on a big doc and they just say do a post for it if you want to. So I get to see everybody's. So the Boston Red Sox, theirs was up to seventy percent a couple of weeks ago, down to four percent after the trade deadline. <laughs> so their fans are thrilled they did nothing and continue to lose. Oh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, they were at 22% a couple weeks ago. They've been 0% for the past couple weeks. Wait a minute, weeks. the Mets were at 3%? <laughs> yeah. I, I love this. <laughs> it's really Boy, good. I love getting this no, every week. The Mets one is the best one possible. Yeah, they skyrocket. 65, 60, 38, 40, 39, 41, 21, 25, 10, 35, <laughs> 10, 14, 16. And they started like 97, 93, and then... Dude, just... three, three, six, four, seven, seven, seventeen, thirty-three. They still, they're still like, fuck this team. <laughs> oh, that's great. It is. It's fun to see this stuff. I mean, like, it sounds by the by the sounds of it, like in and our Slack channel stuff, like other blogs, like their their readers hate it or whatever. But I think it's kind of neat. So if people like, first of all, you can do it if you want. You can sign up. We have the post. You can do it, um, and then you get to to vote on it. And then I always post about it later in the week. And you can do it if you want. We can talk about it here. And they, they kind of had a dumb question for their, their general MLB one, which is which team looks the strongest following the trade deadline? And the Astros won. It was 82%. Everybody else was just like 6 yeah. and 2%, obviously. Yeah, so. everyone's like, what are you, stupid? You know, this is interesting <laughs> about, this is, um, obviously, you know, the sample sizes are this or that. Um, right. But people who read SB Nation blogs are, by their nature, probably big fans, right? Like they're going yeah. and seeking out specific news about specific teams and stuff like that. This is, if nothing else, a neat way to gauge how these, you know, somewhat hardcore fans believe in rebuilds. When you look at just the bad teams, just yeah, for instance, you know, Toronto Blue Jays, 93% versus uh, the Kansas City Royals, 49% versus the Orioles, who it cannot be stated enough. They lost 23 to 2 <laughs> the other night. 94%. That team is the worst team I've ever seen play baseball. I've seen a lot of shitty baseball in my time. I, I I was watching the simultaneous rebuilds of the Red, of the White Sox and the Orioles. Oh my god! In person, so many goddamn wasted hours at the parks. And the Orioles are so bad, dude. My god! And they've they've been below ninety percent once all year. Well, you're looking at the um, the manager one. I think the manager approval. Okay, now we go over the confidence. Here we it's go. It's still the same story. They're still way up. They were eighty nine last. This doesn't week. make any sense. The, <laughs> I've I've been to the, I've been to a bunch of Orioles double A games now. There's nothing going on with the Bay Sox. They seem fine, I guess. I mean, the Detroit Tigers are 37%. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Rockies. Look at the Rockies. Like, go from the beginning and just slowly oh, go over. They've just... 100%. The skids. 100%. Oh, skids. Oh, my God. 96%. 75%. They wavered a little. Oh, 77. Oh, 55. 60. Oh, 89. Doing good. 51. This is really neat to watch how... You yeah. can judge how different teams are selling their rebuild. Uh, Blue Jays are analogous this one. Yeah, sixty-four percent. Excuse me. Okay. Um, Marlins at ninety-one percent. Interesting. They're doing a good job of selling the rebuild, I guess. So that's that's interesting stuff. And part of this too, I think, also, um, because it goes back to the blog itself. It's how team how these blogs cover it, it. right? Like the Marlins guy, we've had him on the podcast. He's a super positive guy, and all his writing is pretty positive about the Marlins. He's a really he likes the Marlins and he writes about him. He's usually happy about him. So I'd, I'd assume that's part of it. And I know, like, the Rockies guys, they're sarcastic a lot of the time. It's part of what makes... The Mets one is nice because it tells you the story of what being a Mets fan is like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it just scrapes the bottom and then shoots back up at the end. Irrational hope and crushing despair. <laughs> Nothing in between, baby. I love it. 
<laughs> and that's that's one that probably like the Mets um, Amazing Avenue was a really big SB Nation blog. So you're probably getting quite a few Mets fans there who right, are yeah. all over the place. And and honestly, if you're a Mets fan, you're not you're you're not you're not a half ass in any any way at all. You are you are in man. You are in 100. percent I want to know who the Astros fans are in the middle of the season. We're like, you know what? I'm not very confident right now. It was down to like 98. percent I don't know, man. <laughs> Jordan Alvarez struck out last night, so I don't know. This is looking a little bit spotty. Maybe that's when yeah, like they, they had three injuries and suddenly they weren't just world-beating. They were merely a top-five team in baseball. It's like, oh, no. Altuve and Correa are both hurt, and now we're not beating teams by six. We're only beating them by four. Oh, God. Yeah, this is something we can do. Um Every week, if you want, it's fine. Like, like you're, like you're discovering now. I love getting this every week. Like, there's people that complain about. It, I don't get it because it's <laughs> neat to see. So yeah, that'll do it. That's our show this week. Um, Mayor, anything a coming up this week? It's a, it was a good one. There was a lot to talk about. There was a lot of games. There was. It's weird we're not going to be watching the Twins now. It's, that was a really good series. I don't think we mentioned that at all. That it was such a good series to watch. But. It was a great series of baseball. Saturday was the worst possible game, and it's the one I lost, <laughs> watched the least of. It was the most frustrating piece of baseball I've ever seen. It was awful. How many times did they have someone a second or third with one out or no outs? And it was. I think anything? for the sixth inning, every single. Did they get the leadoff batter every single inning, or they had somebody on base they stranded every single inning? So. And they were they got on with a double or so, or or got on first and stole second or something. It's just, Jesus, it's I hate that, but at the same time, like hey, you know what I mean? Damn, they, they were really just banging on doors there. So yeah, that's uh, no, I have nothing going on in my life. My life's <laughs> a, point, a, a pointless slog. Twenty <laughs> people left on base. They had on. Um, oh God, that's painful. On, on Saturday, so. That makes you feel good though, because they had that many, and that's options, and that's chances to score, and now they got to do it to the Red Sox, and who are dumpster fire, <laughs> as we know from their four percent confidence approval rating. Are they bad now? What whatever happened to them? Poor guys. Oh, they're fucking awful now. They lost like eight in a row, and then they didn't do anything at the deadline. They just kept getting Matt, worse. And I don't pay attention to small market teams. All right. So I mean, <laughs> on that note, that's it for our show this week. Uh, Merritt, I'll talk to you next week. And everybody else, same thing. That was a weird way to end it, but there we go. See you next Strange week. stuff. Bye. <laughs>